The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, June 11th edition. We've got an eight-game slate on tap to get us back into the week. Uh, some interesting games to, to take a look at. Pitching is uh, pretty good, pretty, uh, you'll have a couple chalky guys. Overall, definite uh, options we can build. Some decent lineups around it looks like, but uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, I apologize if I'm a little nasally. The allergies are kicking to my rear end of the last few weeks, and it's a uh, a morning to morning just mess with what's going to, if it's good, it's bad, who knows? It's like playing the lotto, but uh, I seem to lose quite a bit. But we have a good good slate, like I mentioned. Let's get into it. Your totals on tap Red Sox, Orioles, nine, Giants, Marlins, seven and a half, Blue Jays, Rays, eight, Cubs, Brewers, eight and a half, Indians, White Sox, nine, Padres, Cardinals, eight, Pirates, D backs, eight, Angels, Mariners, eight. So you notice one, two, three, four, five. Five of the eight games are eight or below. Nothing higher than a nine. Uh, weather, you have chances of rain in St. Louis between the Padres and the Cardinals. It's a weird deal. It's like 15% or less most of the day. Then like three hours of scheduled game time was like 30 to 45% chances. And then after that, it gets down about 10 to 15 again. So maybe it's so sporadic by the time the evening comes around. They'll be gone. Something to monitor because it's uh, it's Jack Flaherty day. So that's, that's definitely a play we want to look at as the heaviest favorite on the board. In a phenomenal matchup at home. The other one is Arizona. It is a hundred and balls out there. They're talking about about 103, 104 around game time. Assuming the weather's or the uh, the roof will be closed in uh, in Arizona. So let's just let's just assume that now. I doubt they leave that one open, and that'll help with the uh, offense indeed. Well, let's get cracking on this slate. You have three guys over 10k: Corbin, Carrasco, Bumgarner, Corbin. I'll let go at 11-2. Pittsburgh does not strike out a lot. Corbin's velocity has been up and down. And um, that lack of strikeouts really turns me off there. Maybe he gets it done. GPPs, no one's going to own him. So if you want to go there, knock yourself out. I'll be looking at Carlos Carrasco at 10-7 at the Chicago White Sox. We were worried about Cookie's velocity coming into his last start. And we shouldn't be worried, it looks like. 32.4 points against Milwaukee. Struck out 10 in 7 innings. 10 ground balls to 5 fly balls. 8 innings, 1 earned. Or 7 innings, 8 hits, 1 earned. Looked outstanding. He's going to face a White Sox team that strikes out 23.5% of the time. Cookies a minus 190. Road favorite in this one. 
again, he's got he's got a big strikeout rate, a swinging strike rate of thirteen and a half percent, great ground ball rate, everything you want to see there. Lefty's two eighty nine, righty's three thirty four. So Cookie is a really good look there at ten seven. Don't uh, I'm not worried about his velocity anymore as it looked much much better in his last start. Maybe it's just a mechanical thing, a, a flaw thing. We shall see. Maybe it comes back and we go back to being concerned about Cookie. But for now, Carrasco at ten seven definitely in play. The wild card in this 10K and above range is Madison Bumgarner, 10-4, coming uh, to his second start of the season. Made his debut against Arizona, six innings, eight hits, two earned. He gave those two earned, I believe, in the first inning. Then he really, really dialed it. Got three strikeouts, but he had a swinging strike rate of over 12%, so don't let that concern you. He had 14 ground balls to one fly ball. That's outstanding. 82 pitches. Uh, I'm still confused on why he only had 82 pitches when I know he, uh, he was stretched out pretty good for the most part. And his rehab starts. So I'm guessing 95-ish should be just fine tonight, I would hope. So basically a regular Madison Bumgarner type start. They probably just didn't want to push him. Who knows? But 10-4 against a Miami team that you know you can take advantage of. They strike out 21% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Uh, they have a, a team total of 3.35 second lowest on the slate. Lefties 323, righties 293. Small sample this year for Bumgarner. But the bottom is a 300 Woba. That is the last line of defense for average. They were about to be below average if it was .299. And they have a 126 ISO, which is way below average against left-handed pitching. So Bumgarner at 10-4 could be a very nice pivot off of Carlos Carrasco. Everyone's going to want to go to Carrasco. I mentioned he's a heavy favorite. He's in a great matchup against a strikeout-prone White Sox team. He's probably, on paper, the better play than Bumgarner. Bumgarner could be sneaky nice for $300 cheaper and uh, could differentiate it between the two quite well. So up top, I got Carrasco one, Bumgarner two. But if you want to be, if, if you are worried about ownership, Bumgarner should uh, be the one you'll take over Carrasco for the lower owned player. Dropping down to the eights and the nines, Andrew Heaney. I do like this guy a lot. Seattle's got some good bats for his lefties. At this moment, I'm going to lay off a Heaney and go elsewhere. There's a lot of pitchers I like tonight, and it's it's more kind of where do you want to plant your flag tonight? And I'm going to start with a guy like Joe Musgrove, eighty five hundred bucks at the Arizona Cardinals. Musgrove. Has been really, really good since coming off the DL. Um, in his three starts, 30.8, 21 11.1 is last time. Had a little bit of a hiccup there. But he has five or more Ks in every start. That's something I definitely am taking a look at, which is great to see. Especially when you face an Arizona team that strikes out over 25% of the time. So he's got a ground ball rate in the 40s, which is very, very nice. Arizona team totals 4-4. Lefties 3-0-1. Righty's only 254, so he's really getting those right-handed bats out in his three starts. And Arizona, 278 Woba and a 141 ISO, both below average versus right-handed pitching. When you think about it, they just went into Coors and had their Coors experience. They did very, very well. Now they're coming back home to the Humidor. This could be a very, very nice play for Musgrove. Arizona, maybe their bats woke up. But we've seen it time and time again. When teams leave Coors, it takes a game or two to get back to reality. And maybe we look that way. We've seen their uh, Arizona's offense be very, very average at best at home this year. It's really struggled. And Musgrove at 85 could be a nice pivot play off of our next guy, Jack Flaherty at 8300 bucks. Like I said at the top, I woke up to it in the SD Slack chat for Mitch. Jack Flaherty day, and it sure as heck's going to be. He's coming off a rough start in his last two, his last two outings. Miami, 9.3 points. Pittsburgh, 10.5. Prior to that, though, he's been outstanding. Really, really good stuff. Basically, 20 or more point potential. A couple hiccups, though. He's, he's a young pitcher. He has his good starts. He has his bad starts. But overall, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, at home in a good pitching environment against a San Diego Padres team that is not very good. 26% strikeout rate. Uh, Flaherty's got everything you're looking for. 
Padres have the lowest team total at 3.3, just below the Marlins. Lefties 332, righties 276. Below average 289, well, below average ISO of 127. The Padres line up as a phenomenal matchup. Left-handed hitting-wise, you have Eric Hosmer to worry about. Then it's Jankowski, maybe Rafi Lopez behind the dish. Freddie Galvis, I guess. Yeah, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. There's not much lefty lefty bats, period, in that lineup, let alone ones that scare you. So Flaherty is a great play. Everyone's going to be on him. And I'm not saying don't play him, because I think Flaherty is phenomenal. I love Flaherty season-long. Uh, DFS, Flaherty is a great pitcher. I mentioned on many of my podcasts and other podcasts that, you know, you had Flaherty, Reyes, and Weaver, the big three young guns in their lineup. And I thought Flaherty was the best of the bunch this year. And, you know, Reyes, they say, he's got the best going forward. But now he's hurting yet again. So Flaherty might be their guy. And he is that good. So I think he's a very, very, very good play tonight. But Musgrove can be a pivot at 8,500 for 200 more, ownership-wise. Or you go to our buddy Jose Quintana, 8100 bucks. He's been better on the road this year, 18.6 DraftKings points, the 2.62 ERA compared to 13.1 points at home and a 6 ERA. That's six starts in both spots. So we're getting a bit of a sample going here. Versus Milwaukee, he started twice against them this year, 13 innings pitch, 5 hits, 0.0 ERA. Zero earned runs in those starts. Three walks to 13 Ks and K printing. Averaging 29.2 starts per game against Milwaukee. He's having a good time there. He's looked better. His last two starts, 26 or more points. He's at 26 or more in three straight starts. He's just been very up and down, but he's uh, he's been a lot more, I, I, I'm saying, consistent of late in three of his last four. It's uh, it's usually a control thing with him, and he's done it well against Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a team that will strike out for you. Um, they're showing only a 20% K rate versus lefties this year, but... I guess that's what the numbers are showing here on Fangraphs. But that just seems a little off because uh, Quintana, he's had phenomenal success against Milwaukee. We know they, can, they will chase stuff. He's got a ground ball rate about 45%. He's got his own strikeout rate closing in on 26%. Milwaukee's team total is 4.1. It's middle of the pack. Lefty's 282. Righty's 333. They have a below average 293 Wova and 141 ISO, both below average versus left-handed pitching. So, you know, they do have the guys that can run into the ball. Like Jesus Aguilar crushing baseballs. Ryan Braun loves facing lefties. Uh, you go up and down that lineup. Uh, Lorenzo Kane is another big bat versus lefties. Tons of them. I can keep going, but I won't. At the same time, he's managed to get them out left and right. We've seen that offense be lackluster. And as a pivot off of Flaherty at 8,100, I think it's outstanding. So in this 8K range, you got Flaherty number one. He's got the best matchup, yada, yada, yada. But if you want to pivot... You look at Quintana 2, Musgrove 3, both really good pivots. I think Musgrove would be the lowest owned out of the three. His people, A, they think Arizona and they think a lot of offense. B, they just saw Arizona smack the ball around in Coors Field. And Musgrove, out of those three, just doesn't have the name value. It's, it's that simple. It sounds pretty lazy of me, but that's as simple as it is. He does not have the, the name value that Flaherty or Quintana have. And that's how, no offense to anybody, because you guys are smart because you actually listen to this podcast and trying to do research for yourself. There's a lot of people that literally just go pay a site and they read three articles and go, okay, that's the guy. And everyone's going to say Jack Flaherty. Just how it's going to go today. I hate to break it to everybody. But uh, let's drop down to the sevens and below. You got a guy like Sam Gaviglio. Yes, that guy. Sam Gaviglio. 7300 bucks at the Tampa Bay Rays. This guy's been decent of late. 20.2 his last time out. He's got 20 or more points in three of his last four starts. He's got 16 or more in four of the six starts this season. He's had a blow-up against Boston and at Boston. Can't really judge those. 
and that first one was a bullpen game, which wasn't a blowout. He just didn't go deep. So since he's been in the rotation since May 19th, it looks like, he has 20 or more points in three of four starts. The only bad start was at Boston. He had 20 against the Yankees, 20 at Philadelphia, 20 against the Oakland Athletics. Now he goes to Tampa Bay, a team we know we can take advantage of. Striking out 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching. He's got a ground ball rate of almost 51%, low hard contact rate. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays team totals 4.05, lefties 337, righties 286, a below average 132 ISO versus right-handed pitching. Gaviglio at 7300 bucks, another name value play where people don't know this guy that well or they don't trust him. Could be a nice cheapie for you. Now, if you want to be uber contrarian and you're not using Quintana or you want to be really weird and match them both up, which I'm all about being weird for your GPP lineups, Junior Guerra is a play... Especially more so cash, I would say, as weird as that sounds, that you could play. He's got that like 13-point floor where he's gotten you literally okay, 12.2 or more points in all but like one start this year. And he's got 25-plus point upside. He's been all across the gamut this year. Um, at home, he's averaging 17 points on the road, 16, so nothing to worry about there. His one start against Chicago this year, six innings, three hits, one earned, six Ks for 19.9 DraftKings points. He's got a 283 ERA, very respectable stuff he's put out there this year. He's not flashy. He has those uh, you know, innings that'll give you heartburn. It's it's just a sketchy play, but in the end, usually turns out well. A Chicago team closing out on a 21% strikeout rate, rate versus righties. He gets up a lot of fly balls. That's something to be concerned about and some hard contact in Milwaukee. But like I said, he's making it work this year. Maybe it's smoke and mirrors. Maybe it's not. The Cubs have a 4-4 total. It's fifth highest on the slate. Lefty's 349, righty's 319. It's a dicey, dicey play that can be very interesting and extremely low owned. No one wants to face the Cubs. That's just how it goes. Even though the Cubs' offense isn't as dynamite as it's been in past, it's still good, but it's not like off the charts, just crazy. So you got a guy like Junior Garrett at, 20, or at uh, 7K, could be very, very interesting. And the last guy we'll mention here will go all the way down to the bottom. Ryan Yarborough, 5600 bucks. Usually he comes in after the opener. Well, the opener got used yesterday, so Yarborough is on duty. Uh, he only got you 2.8 points his last time out. Prior to that, though, he was a 20-plus point pitcher in his opening starts. Uh, and yeah, prior to that, three straight starts of 20 or more, um, 16 and a half or more, and four of five, or five of six, actually. He's been really, really good this year. At home against Toronto, a Toronto team that strikes out over 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching. I think Yarbrough is going to be popular at this rate. A, a total, a team total below four, fifth lowest on the slate. Lefties 301, righties 333. Blue Jays do have a little bit of thump. There's no height in that, but Yarbrough at that price tag at 5600 could come into play very, very nicely. Let's recap your pitching up top. You got Carrasco one, Bumgarner two, but Bumgarner will be your, you know, your if you want if you're worried about ownership, Bumgarner's your man. In the middle, you got Flaherty one, Quintana two, Musgrove three. Flaherty, best matchup by far, but again, Quintana and Musgrove to pivot off of for ownership. And I, I don't mind them at all. I like, I like all those plays really well. If you want to mix and match 8Ks alone, you get all the bats. I don't hate it at all. I think all three of those guys have just as much upside as the carrasco Bumgarner combo. And then down below, you got Gaviglio, or, or you got Ryan Yarborough, one, value alone. Then you got Gaviglio, two, Garrett, three. Garrett is that GPP play that could really be interesting. If he goes off, ownership would be super low. And you will have a field day with that one. All right, let's get into the bats on this eight-game slate. Before we do so, let me talk to you about Draft. Draft.com, drafting your app store, a great way to play fantasy sports. Snake-style drafting, just the way you like it, just the way you do it at home in your home leagues, season-long leagues. 
and you draft in under five minutes. You get paid out the next day. Tons and tons of fun. You got baseball, as as we're obviously talking about here. You got golf. You got the U.S. Open this week. Great tournaments to play there. Go check those out. You got best ball for football. And if you want to get in for free, use promo code SD Sports when you make your first deposit, and you'll get entry into a free three dollar tournament. So it's a great way to play fantasy sports. Draft.com. Draft in your app store. Promo code SD Sports at checkout for entry into a free three dollar tournament. Let's go to those bats. As you know, we have a loaded, loaded slate here. We have, I mentioned, eight pretty good pitchers. Well, it means there's eight really bad pitchers. Or at least mediocre, probably five or six. So let's get in it. Yeah, Cervelli versus Patrick Corbin. If you want to be really weird, he's 4,100. Uh, and he hits lefties extremely well. You're Not not many are going to go up here, and I don't blame him if you don't. But Cervelli against Corbin can be good as righties have hit Corbin very well. If not Posey at 4K versus Chen, I do like quite a bit. Chen has been off and on sneaky good. Maybe he's a GPP play I didn't break down, but I don't trust him at all. The Giants team total is 4.2. And right, lefty's 279, but right is hitting 340 off of Chen. And the Giants offense has been playing much better. Maybe Chen gets it done again. Who knows? But Posey at 4K could be a nice little play for you there. When you go down, like Yadi Molina at 3,600 is in play. If Nick Hundley gets a start for the Giants at 35, it could be another cheapie. You could like them and play Posey at first quite a bit, especially against lefties with uh, belt out right now. So someone to keep an eye on there. Jan Gomes has been unconscious this last week, playing really, really well. Went deep again yesterday. Uh, that was, I believe, back-to-back games. Yeah, back-to-back games with homers for him. He's 3,300 versus Lucas Giolito, who shouldn't be pitched in the pros right now. The guy needs help in the minors, and he needs to find it really quickly. you got a Cleveland team's highest team total of 5.25. Lefty's 430, righty's 359. So a little Jan Gomes action at 3,300. Could be a sneaky, nice look for you there. Uh, Mike Zunino, power bat versus Heaney at 3,100. When you look at Seattle, lefty's 239, righty's 333 off of Heaney. So Zunino could be a cheapie. You're looking at for some power upside there. Uh, a little bit farther down, it's a little bleaker on a slate like this because you got the big boys. But uh, Martin Maldonado at 2,800 bucks career-wise has hit lefties extremely well. LeBlanc's been hit and miss good this year. Uh, but lefty's 331, righty's 337. So if you want some value, a Martin Maldonado at 2800 bucks could be a nice kind of punt play for you there. Otherwise, again, Rafi Lopez, 27 versus Flaherty. Um, Alex Avila at 26 versus Musgrove. But Avila's been so, so bad. It's like it's hard to even utter those words off the tip of my tongue. He's been really, really bad. But other than that, you check your lineups. I think Maldonado might be the cheapest we're looking at right now unless you want to fade Carrasco or something. First base. Yeah, Goldie versus Musgrove. Goldie's been on fire, coming back home now. But Rizzo versus Garrett at 47, if you don't believe in that. Mitch Moreland at 46 versus Bundy is interesting. But you got Jesus Aguilar and Ryan Braun if you're fading Quintana. You can definitely look that direction. But that's a lot of what-ifs at 4,400 and above. Then you get to Jose Martinez, who has been on straight fire. Like fire emoji after fire emoji after fire emoji. He had eight points yesterday, but then prior to that, 20 points because of Homer, 32 points because of two Homers, 19 points because of Homer, 17 points, 8, 9. So 8 or more points in like 6 straight games. Boy, straight crushing baseballs right now. Crushing them. He's 4,300 bucks. He's against Jordan Lyles, who, let's just be honest, not that good. Cardinals a 4.75 total, second highest on the slate. Um, Jose Martinez could be in play again today. He's not He's not a must play by any means, but uh, in a very, very nice spot for you there. CJ Crone at 4K for your GPP desires is quite intriguing. Uh, Justin Smoke at 3,800 versus Yarborough is a very solid play at that price tag. 
Another one I absolutely love, especially because of the ballpark in Chicago. Uh, Yonder Alonso at 3,700 definitely brings some value back against Giolito. We've already mentioned the Indians' highest total. Lefties are hitting 430 off of Giolito. Uh, Yonder Alonso always overlooked it. He's one of my favorite plays on a lot of slates if I want to save it first base. Because it's overlooked and, you know, he doesn't light the world on fire. He doesn't have that massive, massive upside like a, a Rizzo or some guys have, but he definitely can run into some. And if, if, they score a lot like they can on certain games. He's always in the middle of it. So he's a guy that's – I'm not saying he's always a must-play, but he's a guy don't forget about. He's, he's very cheap, very usable. Uh, Jake Bowers. I loved him over the weekend. He was nice, like 3,200. This kid can hit. He's one of their top prospects in Tampa Bay. They got rid of Brad Miller to, to bring him up, which means he's going to play almost every day. Uh, his first two games, got off to a slow starts, 0 for 4s, but then 2 for 4, double and a run score, 1 for 4 with a double and a ribby. Seven and ten points in his last two. The kid can hit. He can hit with some power. Uh, he's thirty five hundred bucks. He was batting second, I think, over the weekend. And uh, again, lefty's three thirty seven off Sam Gaviglio. So a guy like Jake Bowers at thirty five could be a nice cheap option for you there as well. He reminds me a lot of like a Justin Smokish, Ryan, um, Justin Bohr type guy. Just a big lefty that can that can rake. Uh, Ryan Healy at thirty five and Josh Bell at thirty four. Two other cheap options. So first base. Obviously, the big boys are up top, but if you want to save some cash, you can definitely come down a bit and make it work for you. Um, Jeffrey Marte at 33 as a punt versus uh, G- uh, LeBlanc is an option, not one I'm running to, but he's definitely an option. And then Kendris Morales, you know, you ride the waves of Kendris, and he's 3200 bucks, and he's definitely had a good weekend. 17 points yesterday as he went deep. He had 8 points on Saturday, a 0, and then a 6, and 8. So, like, Three, three of his last four, six or more points, eight or more in two of those, or three of those four, or three of those five, I should say. My bad. But 3,200 versus Caviglio could be another nice cheapie if you want to go there. Otherwise, check your lineups. Going over to the second base position, we're going to have Javi Baez in play at 46, Ben Zobris at 42 versus Guerra. Yohan um, Moncada at 39 could be a GPP play if you want like a one-off or something against Carrasco is... Moncada from the left side is very, very scary. Um, White Sox. Lefty's 289, righty's 334, so you got reverse splits versus Cookie. So if you want a White Sox stack, you can look at guys like Abreu and Davidson and those types. I'm not just I'm not running to do that, but that's how you differentiate yourself if you need to. Descalso, 3,800 versus Musgrove could be a nice play for you there as he just keeps hitting the baseball, hitting cleanup in that order. We got Josh Harrison at 3,700, like that quite a bit. Uh, he went to Ding Dong City on Sunday. He's just a good player. 22-8-8-20. Very, very consistent type player. Again, Corbin, top price guy on the slate. Pittsburgh has a 3-6-5 total. Lefty's 3-11, righty's 276. But as in his career, lefty's hit him really, really well. And if you believe the, the velo dip and some things are hit and miss, and the, and the ball's always getting put in play by Pittsburgh, Harrison at 37 could be a very interesting play. Solarte at 36 in play as well. But Ian Kinsler at 36, uh, going up against LeBlanc from the right side, been leading off, and he's been crushing baseballs. The last 10 games, averaging 12 points a game. 15, 14, 19, 23. That's pretty damn good. He's really hitting it well. He had like a three-game stretch with, you got 0, 2, 0, then 17, 16, 13. So really like, like seven games out of 10, almost like 13 or more DraftKings points. Swinging it well, going up against LeBlanc. So I like Kinsler at 36. It was a nice, nice mid, mid-price play there. You can really... Really do some good stuff with that one. Farther down you look, though, it's not great. Matt Carpenter is, wow. I knew he'd be a really good play versus Jordan Lyles today because I mentioned Cardinals, second highest total. 
Jordan Lyles hasn't been that good. Matt Carpenter's been swinging a pretty good bat of late. Um, 10 points again yesterday. Uh, 10, 19, 13 in his last three. Overall, he's been playing really, really be- much, much better, I should say. Second base, third base eligible is only 3300 bucks for Jordan Lyles. He's going to be way chalky today. Way, way chalky. My Lanta, that's going to be chalky. But, uh, yeah, you can't. it's hard to pass it up either at 3300 bucks. That's a great play. Who the... Yep, keep that one in the back of your pocket. You know, can tell Marte at 3100 versus Musgrove. Second base shortstop is also a nice cheapie. You can take a peek at there. Um, other than that, check your lineups and see what else pops up. Because after Matt Carpenter, you shouldn't be going too much farther. That's that's a plug and play, and you move along. Third base, Jose Ramirez at 5600 against Lucas Giolito is outstanding. That is a great play. Chris Bryant's always worth a look too. Um, Jake Lamb at 41 is okay. Don't hate it. Descalso at 38. So third base is kind of weak tonight. But one I do like is Evan Longoria. Sure, he's had an up-and-down season, but 3700 bucks for his chin. Longo versus a lefty is a big, big thing. So take a look at that at 3700 Mentioned Solarte earlier as a play. Uh, Kyle Seager does hit lefties really well. So 3500 for Seager. Don't sleep on that one. Again, Matt Carpenter at 33 If you need to go down there, that is a great play. Really good play. Really, really good. Yeah, DraftKings dropped the ball on that one. All right, let's go over to the shortstop position. And you got Manny Machado at 51. He's worth a look against the knuckleball to the right. But Lindor at 5K versus Gilito is outstanding as well. Xander Bogarts and GPPs at 47. I can get behind. Brandon Crawford's 4K. He can hit lefty, so don't. I'm not saying run to play him, but don't be scared off by it either. Yair Munoz, third base shortstop against Lyles at 37. Could be a, a cheaper shortstop option if you need to go there, as there usually aren't a ton of cheapies to go building your lineups around. Cattell Marte at 31, I can see as an option as well. And we drop down below, like a, a Miguel Rojas at 29 against Bumgarner's Dicey. Sean Rodriguez, outfield shortstop, loves facing lefties. He's 2,800, so is Jordy Mercer. Let's so maybe see where those guys fit in a lineup. They could sneak into some value for you there. I mentioned Freddie Galvis earlier at 27. He could be another cheap option if you need to go there. But none of them are outstanding by any means. Let's head to the outfield. Loaded as always. Trout at 6K versus LeBlanc's outstanding. Benintendi's been on fire at 55. Don't hate that either. Michael Brantley at 48 is great. I love the Brantley Ramirez Lador stack. A lot of people love that stack. It's like a, I, I look at it almost daily to see if it's worth putting in or not because it's just when that thing pops off, it pops off. So it's a good one. It's chalky most of the time. Maybe not as much tonight, but it'll be very much in play almost on the daily. Tommy Pham at 45 versus Jordan Lyles. Should be worth a look for you there. Uh, Ryan Braun again, 4,400. But Justin Upton at 43 versus LeBlanc. Do you like that a little bit there? Um, Schwarber at 42 for a cheaper piece. Lorenzo Kane at 42 as well in that same matchup. Starling Marte at 41 versus Patrick Corbin. will be an overlooked piece. like that a lot. Teoscar Hernandez been heating up again. He's 4,100 versus Yarborough. Don't sleep on Teoscar. He's got tons of power versus righties and lefties. So don't sleep on him at 41. Nelly Cruz and Mitch Hanniger at 41 and 4K, respectively. Cruz versus a lefty at home is always on the books. Andrew McCutcheon is heating up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is not a drill. He does this from time to time. He had a zero yesterday, but I was in a pinch hit. He had a day off. Those last two starts, 10, 19, 14, 6, 14, 23, 4, 10, 8. He's heating up. He's 4K. He's facing Wee and Chen. So keep an eye on McCutcheon. It could be a nice play for you there in your GPP lineups. Jankowski at 39. 
Yeah, maybe. But Marcelo Zuna, another guy's kind of kind of heating up, not quite as much as McCutcheon. Had a big weekend though, thirty eight hundred bucks for him. He could be in play for you. Uh, Ian Happ at thirty seven is a GPP type play. Curtis Granderson at thirty six. He's been hitting homers as of late. Against uh, Yarborough leading off could be a nice play. He had forty one points yesterday. He had fourteen on Friday. Uh, so keep an eye on the Grandy man at thirty six hundred. Still really cheap for a GPP. He's a GPP play, not so much a cash game play. But against Yarborough and in that raised bullpen, he's definitely in play at thirty six hundred. Uh, Mac Williamson in her GPPs against Chin at 36 is worth a look. Adam Jones versus Stephen Wright at 35 is an option as well. You go down to a little bit farther, to 30, below the 35 range. You got a grant of Gritchick at 34 at a big weekend. He'll be a little more popular than he probably should be. Franville Reyes at 34 is in play for GPPs at all times. That's just the way it goes. Um, Dexter Fowler at 33, not running to play that, but it's a decent cheapie if you need it. Not as good as. Matt Carpenter at second base or third base, but he's there. Uh, when you get to the bottom of the 3K range, it gets a little less attractive, as you'd expect. Really nothing standing out at all right now. Maybe an Austin Jackson at 31 if he's leading off for some reason. Uh, you can look that direction. Hernan Perez at 3K from Milwaukee. Domingo Santana at 3K if either one of them starts. Could be in play for you. Lonnie Chisinau, if he gets to start for Cleveland, he's 2900 bucks. That's a nice cheapie you can look at. That's definitely a cheapie. And Lonnie Chisinau at 2900 mentioned Sean Rodriguez earlier at 28 as an option for you. Guillermo Heredia, if he's in the Seattle lineup at 2800 bucks, he's a nice cheapie versus a lefty. I don't mind that at all. Someone to definitely keep an eye on there. Other than that, check your lineups. More will pop up as the day goes on. So that wraps up your hitting on this eight-game Monday slate. Recapping your pitching real quick. You got Carrasco up top, Bumgarner too. Bumgarner if you want to be different in the ownership World in the middle of Flaherty one, Quintana two, Musgrove three. Again, Quintana and Musgrove to differentiate off the chalk that is Jack Flaherty. Down below, you got Yarborough one, Gaviglio two, Junior Guerra three. If you want to be really, really weird, but uh, you could live in that 8k range and be just fine. BVP for your Monday, Jonathan Scope five for 12 against Stephen Wright, um, with three home runs. Mancini's got two homers, Valencia's taking him deep, Adam Jones taking him deep twice. Chris Davis once. They're only hitting 282, but they have a lot of power versus Mr. Wright. Uh, Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez, Sandy Leone, Benintendi, Bogart, Bradley, all of a homer apiece off of Bundy as a team at 294 off of Dylan Bundy. Starling Castro, 14 for 30 with three doubles off of Mad Bum, if you want a GPP play. Longo, 11 for 40, four doubles and two homers off Wee and Chin hitting 275. I do like that a bit. Tim Anderson, 6 for 18 with a double and a homer off Carrasco. Adam Engel, Jose Abreu, and Sanchez. Yomer Sanchez all deep off of Carrasco. As a team, only hitting 235. Brantley and Ramirez are taking Giolito deep. A lot of small samples in that one. Lorenzo Cain, 20 for 68. Eight doubles off of Quintana. It's a 294 clip. VR, 4 for 12 with a double. No one on Milwaukee has taken Quintana deep. As a team, they're hitting 201 against him. Kyle Schwarber, 2-for-6 with a dong off Junior Guerra. Uh, Tommy Pham, 3-for-5 with a homer. Fowler, 3-for-7 with a homer off of Lyles. Ozuna's 4-for-7. Molina, 3-for-7. It's all small samples, but some success. As a team, 16-for-50, the 320 average versus Lyles. Uh, Gregory Polanco, 4-for-8 with a double and a homer off Corbin. I don't trust Polanco, but Josh Bell, Polanco, Rodriguez, and Mercer have all of a homer off of Corbin as a team, hitting 298. Mitch Hanniger, 2-for-2 two two with a triple and a homer off Andrew Heaney. 
extremely small sample. That'll do it for your BVP on this slate. When you're looking at those stacks we talked about, obviously Cleveland against Gilito is in play. Cardinals versus Lyles, watch the weather, but that could be a sneaky one, as some people still like Lyles. Boston, everyone's always on Boston. But then you got, you know, some lefties on the Cubs versus Junior Garrett could be come in play. But I like the right-handed bats of the Giants to be a little sneaky, especially that McCutcheon-Longo combo could be very sneaky. Posey as well. Um, the Rays versus Caviglio could be interesting from the left side. Same with Toronto versus Yarborough. I think those could be some interesting ones. And then the Angels versus LeBlanc, kind of those are three three or four of the ones kind of lower on the team total pull that people might overlook. And I, I could definitely have a big, big night for you. So that'll do it on your quick hits. Monday, June 11th edition. Hope everybody's ready for another big week of action. I mentioned uh, the U.S. Open coming out. So go to thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Big weekend of golf, big major. Uh, the always pressing pod recording tonight with myself and Bucks and Jesse. Should be a really, really good one. I had to postpone a bench with Bubba last night as I was traveling back from a wedding, and it took a lot longer than expected. So that's a special guest coming up next Sunday. But I'll have a new one this Thursday for you. We'll have around the bases with Bubba and Mo coming up this week as well. Tons going on, as always. You got the World Cup kicking off on Thursday, I believe, the Phase 1 of match play. Um, Francesco has your Phase 1 picks for you there. Lots going on at the, uh, the Sports DJ, so go check us out. I'm on Twitter, at BDNTrick. Join us in the Slack chat with any of your questions for all sports, gambling, fantasy, the world, you name it, we got it. So check us out. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, June 11th edition. I'm out.